that's the perfectionism. It's this belief that you need to be good and amazing at everything. No, 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 no. This is about seeing that what you have, the imperfect, beautiful portfolio of talents that you have is actually sufficient. What if the things that I can do, that I know that I can do, even with imposter syndrome, what if that's actually enough? That is the moment of cognitive dissonance where the imposter syndrome cracks. Welcome to the Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. I hope that you are doing well. If you're new here, welcome to the show. I'm Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. I am a career coach for women. I help professional women build confidence and find their voice and create a powerful career and become leaders. I'm all about helping women rise to the top. It gets me very excited. And today I'm talking about a really meaty topic that I haven't talked about on the podcast before. So I'm really looking forward to diving into this with you, which is the intersection of imposter syndrome and your experience in meetings and how those two things impact one another because they are very closely intertwined. And as you understand how they affect each other, I think it'll help you become more solid in your conviction to exit your comfort zone and challenge yourself in meetings because you will see that you have the potential to make your imposter syndrome shrink, which is what I am all about because as it shrinks and as it feels less big and overwhelming and scary, you're able to access and bring out your actual talents and you're able to communicate not at like a level that's better than who you are now, but at your true level, right? Like I think about it as you already are talented, you already have a powerful voice, There's just all these things in the way of it. So we're not trying to get you to evolve into someone you're not. We're trying to get you to evolve into who you are, to just come back to yourself and what you know to be true about your capabilities. And in this episode, I'm hoping to help you do that. Now, if you have been listening to the podcast over the past few weeks, you might know that doors are open for the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So this is my group program. It's a coaching and professional development program where you will be with an intimate cohort of women on a journey of finding a confident and effective voice at work so you can get noticed and have a bigger impact. I know from my work as a coach and my own journey in going from being shy and timid to having a much more confident presence in meetings that the process of finding your voice, becoming a best-in-class communicator, and building confidence is something that you can learn. It doesn't matter what your starting point is. There's no magic, innate quality that you're missing. All you need 
is to master the core skills of executive communication and enough time to do the inner work on mindset and confidence to actually begin to experience shifts and change. And when you combine those two things together, the communication skills with the inner work on confidence, that is when you begin to feel more free and more powerful in those meeting rooms. And as you feel more free and more powerful in those meeting rooms, not only do you enjoy work more and have a better experience, but you create a lot more success. You get noticed, you build a powerful reputation, and you position yourself to elevate within your organization. So meetings and your communication skills are truly at the center of your career. And that is why I created this program so you can make sure that those skills and that presence that you bring with you in meetings is as strong as it can possibly possibly be. What I love most about this program is that you're not alone. You are with a group of women who are very similar to you, both in terms of their goals and their struggles. One of the most common questions that comes up for me in my one-on-one work is, am I the only one who is struggling this much? Am I the worst one? Am I the most broken one? And I laugh because when, when I'm being coached by my coach, I ask the same questions. I'm like, I feel like such a mess. Am I the biggest mess out there? And when you're in a group, you really begin to see how much less alone you are than, than what you might have thought. It can feel really alienating when you are alone in your struggle and when you're part of a group of women who are supportive and want to see you win and who understand what you're going through, it gives you so much emotional fuel to tap into a deeper motivation, a deeper strength, a deeper conviction that you can do this. If you are ready for that experience and you are ready to take your professional development to the next level, I would love to invite you to join me inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. You can learn more and grab your spot by going to jessgazitcoaching.com slash academy. And please, if you're thinking of joining and you're not sure if it's a fit for you, please feel free to reach out to me, jessica at theartofspeakingup.com and let me know what's on your mind. I will not pressure you to join. My goal is for every woman who joins to be very excited about joining and to know that this is absolutely the right decision for her. And if you're not quite there and you want to understand what this program is like, feel free to send me a note. And you'll also learn much more about it on my website. Enrollment will be open either until May 23rd at 6 p.m. Pacific time or until the program fills up, whichever happens first, and there's a good chance that it is going to fill up. So if you are interested in joining, I suggest heading over to my website, jazzguysatcoaching.com slash academy, and I will be so excited to see you inside and welcome you into the program. And now let's get in to imposter syndrome and meetings, which is so like they're so linked. And what I realized is that they're so clearly linked in my mind that I never talk about it on the podcast because the link in my head is so strong and so obvious to me. It would be like saying apples are a fruit, 
But I realized that's only because I do this work for a living. I spend all my time thinking about meetings and confidence and your voice and imposter syndrome. So of course, for me, it feels very obvious. But if you aren't in my head, I realize it's not obvious at all. And so I want to walk you through how imposter syndrome and meetings are linked together. So to help you understand this, first, I'm going to define imposter syndrome, and then we're going to do my favorite, a fictional example, because I love sharing concepts through like imaginative metaphors and ideas and stories. I just think it's more fun and more interesting. And I abhor boredom and I try to keep things fun and playful. By the way, if you join the Art of Speaking Up Academy, that will definitely be a part of your experience. I guarantee you it will be fun and playful. There, There's different elements throughout it, but there's a lot of really fun, playful, innovative, different ways in there for you to learn and master the core communication skills. But back to the topic at hand, the example that I want to give, because it's such a good way of understanding meetings and the role that they play in your career, is the example of you being a stage performer. And to make this really easy to understand, we're going to imagine that you are cast in a Broadway musical. So if you have fantasies of one day being in a Broadway musical, congratulations, we are going to get to indulge them together today. And by the way, fun fact, I speak about this a little bit from, not a little bit, I speak about this from personal experience, not being on Broadway musicals. But before COVID, when theaters were open, hopefully they'll reopen soon, and I did improv, I did musical improv, which is where you do an improv show for a theater of people and you improvise songs on stage. So I started to learn a little bit about like dancing on stage and really exuding presence while you're singing and dancing. Obviously, musical improv is not the same as an actual musical. It's silly. It's made up on the spot. It's a lot more informal. But we did learn some of the principles. And so I come to you in this episode with a a teensy bit of theater knowledge as a little bonus here. Okay, so what I want you to imagine is that you are a musical theater performer, and that's your career. And I want you to imagine that you have imposter syndrome. You doubt yourself. You ask yourself every day, is my voice good? Are my moves good? Am I really impactful on stage? You are filled with so much doubt. And I'm going to define imposter syndrome for you as just the feeling that you're missing something, right? And usually the something that you feel like you're missing for most people is competence, You feel like you're missing competence, but not always. For some people, they feel like they're missing a cool factor. They're not cool enough to fit in with, you know, the group of people at the office, right? It's more about belonging. For some people, it's just this vague sense that something is missing, but they can't even put their finger on it. So I like to describe imposter syndrome just as this sense that you're missing something. So I want you to imagine that you have imposter syndrome about your abilities as a stage performer and you try out for your dream musical and you get cast in it and you're so excited, but you have these mixed feelings because you doubt yourself so much and this is the biggest thing you've ever been cast in and you notice that you're really doubting yourself and you're really feeling really hesitant about performance night, about like the opening night of the first live performance, because 
part of you is wondering if you really have what it takes. And I want you to imagine that you go through the rehearsals, you're filled with self-doubt, you're 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 doing your best but you're like not in flow, you know, cuz you're overthinking it and overanalyzing it. And then it gets to opening night and you're in your head and you're doubting. And part of you when the show starts and the curtains go up, Part of you like wants to let go and give it your full voice and your full emotion and your full performance. But the imposter syndrome tells you like, no, no, don't go so big. Don't show so much personality. Don't sing with so much fullness in your voice. Play it safe, right? Do the moves, do the choreography, sing the song, but don't pour your heart into it. Don't take up so much space on stage because if you do, you might look stupid and people might see your voice isn't as good as you think it is and you're out there having all this fun and letting go and just being in the moment and giving it all of your heart and soul and the audience is going to be laughing at you and thinking that your skills just aren't up to par. So you go out and you go on stage and you give the performance, but you don't give it your all. You play it safe, you follow the moves, you hit the notes, but you don't add that special something, right? And as a result, you are not the person who is in the papers the next day being highlighted for their performance. Someone else in your cast is being highlighted for their performance because that person put it all on the stage. And now the reason that you're not being highlighted in that magazine article or newspaper article isn't because you lack the talent. It's because you didn't put the talent all the way out there. And the reason that you didn't put the talent all the way out there is because you were afraid that the talent isn't enough. You were afraid that you are not enough. And then the newspaper comes out and you're not in it and you see it And here's what happens in your mind. What happens in your mind is you go, see? See, I didn't even get noticed. I'm not even in the article. The article's about someone else. I was right. I don't stand out. I'm not as good as I think I am. I'm just a mediocre performer. And it's a good thing that I didn't push myself outside of my comfort zone. And it's a good thing that I didn't stretch and take up all that space on stage. And really give it my all because I would have embarrassed myself. And I know that I would have embarrassed myself because this article that doesn't even mention me is evidence of my imposter syndrome. Now, this example is intended to show you that imposter syndrome drives the decisions that we make when we are on stage or for you when you are in a meeting. And those decisions that you make in meetings will also drive the feedback that you get from your environment. And the reason that imposter syndrome is so insidious is that at a very subtle level, it drives the decisions that you make in meetings because meetings are a stage. So if you doubt your abilities as a performer, or in your case, in your real life case, if you doubt your abilities as an employee, 
then when you get on the stage, you get in the meeting, you're going to want to hold back and play it safe. Because not playing it safe means potentially exposing your incompetence to people. So instead of sharing all of your ideas, and instead of participating in the meeting in the most natural, full, authentic expression of you, you narrow yourself to just the really safe things. Just like in that play, in that Broadway play, you narrow yourself to just following the moves, but not really putting your heart into it. You do the same thing in meetings. Now, because you're playing it safe in meetings, you never have. And because you're playing it safe on the stage, you never get the article written about you. Because in order to get the article written about you, you need to stand out. And in order to stand out, you need to be willing to take a risk and you need to be willing to go beyond just safe. You need to be willing to share your real perspectives and the ideas that are coming to you, not just the exact thing that you think everyone wants to hear and that you think no one will judge as stupid, right? You have to share all of the stuff, all of your genius, all of your thinking, even if you're not sure how it will be received. So, Because you have the imposter syndrome, you're too afraid to do that because the imposter syndrome wrongly tells you that you don't have the talent to back that up. You don't have the talent to take those risks. You're not smart enough to share those ideas. You're not smart enough to be a voice in this room with these executives or these more senior people or these smarter people or these experts. You are not at that level yet, so just play it safe, right? Just play it safe in this meeting. So then what happens is you don't get recognized and you don't ever have that moment where the article is written about you. And in your case, in the case of a meeting, you don't ever have that moment where you exit your comfort zone and you finally say the scary idea that you've been thinking that you actually know is the better way. And you never have the experience of sharing that and then seeing your audience and your boss and the leaders in the room be like, shit, (laughs) that's a really genius idea. Thank you for sharing that. And when you have that experience, you're like, oh, I do have something to add. That is the moment of cognitive dissonance where the imposter syndrome cracks, right? Just like if you give it your all in the Broadway show and an article gets written about you, your brain is going to have a harder time staying in the imposter syndrome because you have this massive, massive piece of evidence right in front of you that is telling you that you're talented and capable, that is disagreeing with and cracking the imposter syndrome. But the only way that you get there is by breaking the pattern of hiding and staying in that comfort zone. And the reason this is so challenging is because it is the imposter syndrome itself that encourages you to hide. So the way that I think about it is that there's a lie in your head that says that you're missing something, right? There's a lie that says that the skills you do have aren't enough. And even if there's a part of you that's like, but Jess, like, how do you know? Like, maybe I do have imposter syndrome. You don't know my situation. Even if your mind is arguing in that way, 
what I for sure know to be true and what you know to be true is that even if there are things that you are not as good at in your job, there are things that you are good at. There are things that you can do. And you don't need to get to the place where you're like, I'm amazing at my job and there's nothing that I struggle with. You only need to get to a place of like, what if the things that I can do, that I know that I can do, even with imposter syndrome, what if that's actually enough? What if my current skill set with its ups and its downs and all of its different pieces, what if it's sufficient? What if I'm technically maybe missing things because I'm not perfect, because I'm not good at everything, because I'm not a robot, because I'm, you know, I'm human. So maybe technically I'm missing things. But when it comes to performing as expected in my role, I'm not missing anything that is required for me to do that because the things that I am able to do are enough. Do you see the difference? You can be missing things, but not feel like you're inadequate to perform in your role, right? Of course you can be missing things. We're all missing things, right? That's the perfectionism. It's this belief that you need to be good and amazing at everything. No, 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 no. This is about seeing that what you have, the imperfect, beautiful portfolio of talents that you have is actually sufficient. And when you lean into that truth, that gives you the courage to give your all in that performance, to step outside of your comfort zone in the meeting and actually start participating in a real way versus playing it safe, hiding and avoiding risks and just trying to not subject yourself to the judgment of the other people in the room. When you believe that what you have is enough, it helps you break out of that pattern. But the fascinating thing is that the imposter syndrome sucks you into the behaviors that keep perpetuating it, right? The imposter syndrome will always lead you to the behaviors that don't get you an article written about you. Just like in your corporate career, imposter syndrome is never, it's, it's not going to lead you to behaviors that advance your career. It's going to lead you to behaviors that slow down your career. And instead of what happens with people is instead of being like, oh, that's happening because I believe this lie that I'm not good enough and I'm believing that lie and I'm showing up small so I'm not achieving my full potential. Instead of them seeing it that way, they use it as evidence that the imposter syndrome is true and they say, see, I'm, I'm slowed down. I'm struggling with this thing, right? Like I'm not making the impression I want. It must mean that I really am lacking something. But really, it's the belief that they're lacking something that is creating the result of slowing them down, that is preventing them from getting noticed. You can think about it as there's a fork in the road, right? If you turn left, you speed up and you forge ahead and you act with courage and you build a powerful reputation and you take up a space in your career. And if you go right, you play it safe and you hide and you slow yourself down. When you listen to the voice of imposter syndrome that says you are not enough, it is always going to have you turning right. It is always going to have you slowing down and playing it safe. And in meetings, what that means is that you are going to contribute less 
You are not going to have the courage to challenge other people. You are not going to share things that are out of the box. You are not going to take up space when maybe you're not the most senior person in the room. You're not going to do any of those things. You're going to take the safe route. You're going to turn right. And the pattern break and something that we work on a lot inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy that we spend six months cultivating and working on is learning to go left instead of right. Instead of being small and playing it safe, learning over and over as many times as you can to remind yourself to realign to that left fork in the road, the fork in the road where you're being courageous and audacious and taking risks and taking up space and sharing your thinking and genius with the world around you. And this is what leads you into what I think of as the upward spiral Because once you start going left and giving that Broadway musical your all and taking up space in those meeting rooms, you start to get the feedback. You start to see that people treat you differently, that you're more effective in getting your work done. People comment on your presence in meetings and your communication skills. And that erodes the imposter syndrome. Just like seeing that article written about you in the paper helps break down that belief that you're not such a good performer. But the key is you have to be willing to go left when your brain says go right. That's why this is so hard. That's why behavior change is so hard. That's why building confidence is so hard. That's why coaching exists at a profession. This is what I'm doing with my clients is helping them again and again over and over turn left instead of turning right. And for most people, They don't even recognize that there is a left fork in the road. They've turned right so many times and they've been quiet so many times, they think there's no left fork in the road. And here's how you know if this is you. Here's how you know if you don't even recognize that you can turn left. Is you're in a meeting and you just assume, I just don't talk in this meeting. I don't talk in this meeting because insert reason, right? Because I'm the most junior, because I don't sound confident, because my boss is in the room, like whatever reason it is, you made up a rule in your head and you made up that you have to turn right, but you actually can turn left. And what I want to encourage you to do is identify opportunities to turn left and begin practicing turning left. And it doesn't have to be drastic action, right? Like you don't need to speak up in the hardest, most difficult meeting on your calendar, you can start small. But the point is, in order for you to break down the imposter syndrome, find your voice and find that confidence, you need to practice turning left over and over again. And you need to cultivate the ability to turn left when your mind says turn right. And as a human with a brain, that is hard, right? That is why my work and my coaching and my programs are so important because without an outside perspective and outside support, your brain's going to be like, no, like, don't, don't worry. Let's just go right. Let's next time we'll go left. Let's just go right. And that's why you need to be in these environments so that you can see that happening and be like, oh, shit, I'm doing it again, right? Like I'm hiding or I'm being quiet in the meeting because I'm still in the story that I'm missing something. I I forgot that that's not true. I forgot that the whole point of all of this work is to take action as if that's not true so I can prove to myself that that is not true. So if you take away anything from this episode, I want you to take away this idea 
that if you want your imposter syndrome to shrink, you'll have to change the way you show up in meetings. Instead of playing it safe, you want to find opportunities to turn left and take that scary fork in the road and give it your all. And I want you to think of yourself as a Broadway performer. You can either go through the motions or you can give it your heart and your soul and you can pour into it. And I really want you to ask yourself, what does that look like in meetings? What does it look like if I pour my full self into this and I stop worrying about how I look to the audience and I just worry about allowing all of my talents to be expressed in this forum? If I was in that headspace, what would I do? And commit to revisiting that over and over and over. If you want my support in this process, and if you want a guided six-month process to help you start to break down the imposter syndrome and find that more powerful voice in meetings and become the person who gets the article written about them and become the person who gets noticed, I would love to invite you to join me inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, where you will get to do the mindset work with me and your cohort. And in addition to the mindset work, you'll also learn the communication skills that you're going to need to really impress the people in the room. If you are ready to join and you want to sign up, or if you just want to learn more about the program, head over to justguzzitcoaching.com slash academy, where you can sign up and learn more. This was so much fun to record. I hope this episode really inspired you to challenge yourself and push yourself and see. I was just actually sharing this with this current cohort of women in the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So in the cohort that I'm running right now, I was sharing with them like, it's not your negative thoughts that are in control. It's not your shaky voice that's in control. It's not your fear that's in control. It's you that's in control. You are in control. And I really hope that this episode helps you get a glimpse of that and helps you see that because when you truly allow that concept to sink in, it becomes, in my opinion, impossible not to find the motivation to challenge yourself. So that is where I leave you for today. I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will drop the link to the Art of Speaking Up Academy below in the show notes, and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye!